This is Jim Carlson, a.k.a. Common Criminal, out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, and I never listen to the Order 67 podcast. What? <laughs> and now, Stormtrooper Poetry. The little Jawa is my friend. My ion gun he likes to mend. The other day I caught him snooping while Lord Vader was out pooping. Stormtrooper Poetry. This episode of the Order 66 podcast is brought to you by the generous contribution of Phil Majeski, a.k.a. TC4043, the 501st, Cat Bullware, and the world-famous outlaw, Outlaw Night Zero, a.k.a. Adam Bruderer. This episode is for you fine people. Execute Order 66. Greetings, Gamer Nation. It's Sunday, November the 23rd, and then we are back, 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 back for episode number 43 of the Order 66 podcast. As always, with me, GM Chris. How are you, sir? Well, maybe he's not with me after all. As strange as it may be. I'm GM Dave, and we're starting the Order 66 oh, podcast, even though I my hear dad. him starting, and, you know, I can, can see can him on the screen, and, you know, can you hear me? there he is, finally. What's my going dad. on, man? It's just a perfect way to start the show with a technical snafu. On my end, no less. How often does that happen? How often does that happen? <laughs> so. What is up, Gamer Nation? It is I, GM Chris, and I'm glad to be here with you this week with my good friend, GM Dave. How about that? What is up, Home Slice? How are hey, you doing? Yeah, I, I'm pretty good. And and we are recording, by the way. We are recording the video. We're going to try and do this again. Last time we recorded video, we oh. got about six minutes into it, and the chat room crashed. So wow. we're going to try and do it again, new and improved this time. And we've got lots of good stuff to get to, so let's just get to it right so away. First and foremost, we have a format change for the Order 66 podcast, and you guys will begin to hear that, you know, we're not going to go through everything, so tell us if you like it, tell us if you don't like it, by all means, jump on the forum, d20radio.com slash forum, and let us know how we did at the culmination of this particular episode. Don't you, think? you can also email us. Of course. How would they do that? GM Chris at d20radio.com, GM Dave at d20radio.com, or... Or the loser line. 
But of course. But of course. Which is, uh, what is it? 206 600 5872. You can call and voice your mind. And uh, it's a good thing. Heck yeah, it's a good thing, man. Yeah. Call up. We, we, we've gotten a few. I guess I have one bumper that I'm going to put in later on in the show. But um, special thanks to all of you who are starting to send in bumpers, Fiddleback. And, and uh, we've gotten a few here and there for this particular show. One from Germany. There's a gentleman that sent one from Germany, MP3 file. Um, I just I haven't had time to go in and try to clean it up. And he, he sent it to me. He knew it was uh, a little bit dirty. And so I just haven't had time to go in there and, and deal with it. And there, there will be no, no, no show next week, guys, uh, for Thanksgiving here in the yeah. States. We are celebrating Thanksgiving. You're going to be out of town. I'm going to be hunting, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be very fun. Now, I, I will let you, for those of you obviously across the pond who may not be familiar with the American tradition of Thanksgiving, it is where we celebrate when our, our religious fanatics of ancestors left Europe to come to the U.S. and slaughter the natives and then... Uh, pollute and poison the environment and cut down miles and miles of, of, uh, of oxygen-bearing forest uh, <clears throat> to create uh, this fine nation we all live in. But of course. But of it's, course. Uh, it's something else, let me tell you. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Other announcements in the way of uh, the Holocron. Dude. Chris, you were very kind enough to join us in the third installment of the Holocron. That is... That a lot of fun, man. Yeah, it was just... Uh, we just did it today. I haven't loaded it up yet, but... Um, we're talking about KOTOR, all about KOTOR. It's pretty good, right? Yeah, not too terribly bad. Um, I enjoy talking with you and Joe. You guys are a hoot. Heck of a deal. Of course, the and video. Yes, Darth Obi-Wan, I am cynical. So. Uh... Oh, yes, and uh, speaking of that, hello to the chat room. <laughs> 26 of you in the chat room right now. It hadn't beaten our all-time of, time high of 30, but hey. 26 of you in there, and speaking of that, the uh, the video cast is up. It is going. We are recording, and hopefully it's not going to crash this time. That would be great. Glad I hope not. Yeah. So, yeah. What else we got? Well, while you guys are over at the d20radio.com website, uh, clicking on the link that will take you to the live vidcast, you should uh, well, go back to it and click on the other link right, right above it that says the D20 Radio swag, and you should uh, get yourself a D20 Radio t-shirt. <laughs> because we have them, and they are rock-tastic and uh, drizzled with wonderful globs of awesome sauce. That sounded uh, sp- uh, suspiciously like the Blue Blanc and Rouge. <laughs> you know, you you say that. I don't have a problem with French people. One of my best friends, Cat Boar, who donated to our podcast. That sounds like a French name, Dave. It is, and I don't hate all French people. I don't, you know, you guys. I don't. I really don't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, dude... I got one more big announcement, and uh, it is specifically for Rodney Thompson. Okay, shoot. Titans lose! Oh, it hurts so bad! (laughs) Oh, sorry, Tennessee. I hate to rub it in your face, man. But uh, the Titans actually sadly, sadly uh, lost today against um, in in, in their game. Who Who are they playing today? Uh, um, they got killed by uh, the Jets, led by Jets. Yes, that's Arb. right. Yes, I caught highlights. Um, Arg, Arg. But well, I mean, that was like they were like in contention. What was the last team that actually went completely undefeated? Like was, it was like back in the seventies. That the would Dolphins? be the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And had it had it not been for a really weird Super Bowl, it would have been the Tom Brady led Patriots last year. But um, you know, they lost in the, in the Super Bowl, and oh well. Well, what are you going to do? And another news, too, on, on, on highlights, I did also catch that um, 
course, despite what looked to be a promising game, the Detroit Lions actually lost today uh, to, to, to uh, Tampa Bay. And, oh, yeah, um, The Bucks kind of kicked their butt uh, pretty hard, and that puts the Lions in good contention to have an, a completely winless season, right. uh, which um, hasn't happened also, done. I think, since the 70s. It's been a long time, like a, since a 10- or 12-year, I mean, since a, like a 10- or 12-game season, so... Anyway, but we're not talking about football. We're talking about D20 Radio. We're talking about Order 66. And, uh, you know, I'm curious if you uh, managed to uh, get down to your uh, post office box today. Oh, well, kind of. You know, it was really tough. The the weather here has been a little chilly. You know, we finally been getting a little bit of colder weather now. And, uh, you know, it's been coming and going. But I did manage to make it down. And I did have waiting for me in my post office box a postcard from our good friend. Commander Cody. Ooh. I wonder what it would well, have. Well, let's see here. Take a look. <clears throat> this is a, uh, a disgusting picture um, of, a, of a real, uh, it's on this real jagged postcard, of a picture of a, a brown and gray world uh, covered by a vapor-like cloud. And blocky but very precise small lettering on it reads, Welcome to Raxus Prime. The Bureau of Droid Abandonment welcomes you and kindly informs you that we will shortly be destroying you and adding your technology to our mass. Right before the moon exploded. From across the galaxy, it's time for postcards from Commander Cody. Dear GM Dave and GM Chris, hi guys. After leaving Feline last week, we sadly didn't get the opportunity for any more orbital bombardments. Our sport has been tasked by the mighty Lord Vader with disposing of the twisted, potentially toxic remnants of the Feline capital city. After a harrowing couple of days loading the debris of Lord Vader's research facility into our cruiser's cargo hold, I tell you, if I never see another hazmat suit, I'll be grateful. Darth Vader has tasked us with disposing of the rubbish, and frankly, we're a few what to do. Hit us. Raxus Prime. This little world has been the junkyard for the galaxy for quite some time. It only took us a short jaunt to the Outer Rim to quickly find ourselves in orbit of this foul and barren world. I understand it's had a rich history of various battles and happenings, but now, as far as anyone's concerned, this world is nothing but a ball of junk. I've sometimes heard it called the Droid Graveyard, but while there's a fair bit of droids rusted on the surface, miles and miles of dead ships, toxic waste, and long-fused and rusted amalgams of metallic junk rounded out. Rexus Prime was also the birthplace of the Separatists, and I'm told that the vile Count Dooku even kept a personal fortress here. Frankly, though, we won't be seeing it. We're not risking our lives by stepping one foot on the surface. Our load will be jettisoned from orbit, and hopefully, we'll make a nice mushroom cloud the size of the Death Star when it lands. Some of the things I've heard about the surface of Rexus Prime... Huh. I've heard stories, mind you, stories of armies on the surface. Armies of cobbled together droids and mechanical terrors. Just stories. But, well, I've seen enough in my day never to second guess anything. Well, that's about all for now, guys. If you ever needed spells or something better left forgotten, take a trip out to Rexus Prime. Later, guys. Long live the Empire! Your friend, Commander Cody. You know, it's a really good thing that he made it off of Praxis before it exploded. You know, Sulu actually, you know, was in the ship, I think, when it... Not not Praxis, Raxus Prime. Ra- oh. Well, Again, you're, missing, you're messing up your star blanks. Ugh. Star blazers. 
Is that is that? No, no. Star Star Wars, not Star Trek. Oh. It's, it's 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 okay. Starship Troopers. It, it's okay. Really, it's okay. Uh, all right. It's well, okay. You'll you'll live. We'll all live. I'm I'm cool with it. So are you. It's it's okay. We're fine. we're getting you rehabilitated, man. Fine. All right. Let's do this then. D20 docking bay hosers. When it don't be making sense, we be making sense of it. Indeed. D20 docking bay. Those of you astute listeners, you realize what the hell is this doing at the beginning of the show? This is part of our format, Chase, boys and girls. We're going to put together listener questions, answers, responses, rules lawyering, all that stuff that we do, and we kind of break it into chunks. We're going to put it all together here at the beginning of the show so you get to have your answers, your, your questions answered, and then we get to move on to some uh, rule-type stuff before we get into the really chunky meat of the uh, podcast. And so hopefully this will work out a little bit better from the continuity perspective. And then we got a surprise for you later. So yippee And I think I lost Chris again. Isn't that amazing? Hopefully he'll come back in and say at some point in time he'll answer the question that Commando101 emailed us this week. And he I has... Can. What? Hello? Can you not hear me at all? There you are, finally. My goodness, what is going on over there? I think you're having trouble on your end, buddy. I don't think I'm having any trouble. I think it's yours. <laughs> no, it's me. I'm sorry. That's what Mike I figured. issues. That's okay. All it's right. all part... I'll you, it's all part of the format change. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a little clunky. Anyway, all right. Commando101 has a question. Says he was watching the Clone Wars series the other day and noticed a small group of commando droids were able to stun a clone by sneaking up on him. That's how you, you know, that's how you uh, catch a unique rabbit, right? You sneak up on him. Okay, this is what I've always considered a coup de gras. What exactly happens when you make a coup de gras with a stun weapon like a stun baton? Are they automatically stunned or what? Is this a coup de gras or is this a... Coup de... I, <laughs> Never mind. I believe it's pronounced coup de gras, uh, but hey, I could be wrong. Coup d'etat, coup de gras. That's the way I've always said it, so okay. I don't care. You know what, Gamer Nation? Screw you if you say it's wrong. Yeah, what what he said. Hey, Cat, since you know a little bit of French, why don't you uh, you know email us and maybe a bumper or call it in. Let us know how it's supposed to be pronounced. I'd appreciate that. Yeah, or better go. yet, Douglas N. He can do it. He speaks like 87 languages. Yeah, he could. I bet. Ask the French. Ask okay. the French. See... The French are now good for more than just white flags. Oh, I'm very, very... Oh, oh. ouch. Ouch. Well, okay, to answering the question. Um, dude, I saw that episode of The Clone Wars, which is an awesome show if you guys haven't caught it yet. Um, you know, the movie was fun. The show is much better. Um, okay, first of all, in game terms, a coup de gras, coup de gras, gray, whatever you want to call it, um, is detailed on page 154 of the Cool Rulebook, and simply it's just a special attack that you make as a full round action against a helpless opponent, all right, in terms of game terms. Uh, you, if you succeed the attack, you automatically score a critical hit, and if the damage reduces the target to zero hit points, they die instantly, all right? Now, obviously, if they're already at zero hit points, i.e., unconscious, I mean, they obviously would die instantly from the attack. Okay, but is that it? Unconscious? I mean, what is a helpless opponent? Because that's where coup de gras applies. Now, the rules answer that question very well on page 159 of the core rulebook. A helpless opponent is one completely at your mercy, sleeping, bound, 
unconscious, etc. The rules are very clear, though, that just because a target isn't aware of you, as was in the case of our clone friend in the show, that does not make him helpless. If he's actively on the watch for trouble, and more importantly, from a mechanical perspective, able to make perception checks, whether or not he succeeds or fails, in the case of the clone, he is able to make his check, and thus is not helpless. But if you've got somebody unconscious, bound, or <clears throat> pinned... Wonderful use for that feat. Uh, then you could coup de gras them. So what about coup de grauing with a stun, we- stun weapon? Let me get down to the meat of your question here. It's doable, okay? But per the raw of coup de gras, there is no provision for stunning damage, or ion for that matter, if we're talking about a droid. So raw actually makes no distinction between damage types. Despite the, uh, the actual wording of the damage saying, okay, it can't actually kill you, per the wording, the raw of coup de gras... Even stunning damage, or ion for a droid, would kill in a coup de grace attempt. Now, that could seem to go against the concept of stunning, but I actually kind of like it. I mean, if I crit you with a stun baton to the base of your neck, you should die, okay? Right. And in the case, um, I mean, in the case of our droid and our clone buddies from the Clone Wars cartoon, what I think happened here was just a case of normal stunning. I think our droid even had several die of sneak attack, which makes sense for a commando, um, or even dastardly strike. He snuck up on the guy, the guy failed his perception check, and he just stunned him into unconsciousness. That's what I think. There you go. And that's the word... Um, yep, yep, yep. Let's move on. On a related note, Uran Teth posed an interesting question on the forums. I'm sure you've seen it. However, it states, I'm not sure if you guys have had a take on this yet, but I'd like your opinion on it anyway. Under the mechanics of the sneak attack talent, it says, anytime your opponent is flat-footed or otherwise denied its dexterity bonus to reflex defense... And under Uncanny Dodge, it says, you retain your dexterity bonus to your reflex defense regardless of being flat-footed or struck by a hidden attacker. Blah, blah, blah. As I see it, a character with Uncanny Dodge would still be considered flat-footed, although he would not lose his dexterity bonus. Now, can you deal extra damage with sneak attack on a flat-footed opponent with Uncanny Dodge? One. Or is the attacker, as I assume, denied his bonus damage from sneak attack? What's our take? That's a good question, and um, I'm afraid you're going to need to get the, uh, the, the Price is Right theme ready, Dave. Because, uh, Urantef, this is the old Uncanny Dodge versus Sneak Attack debate. We loved you from 3rd Edition D&D, and we love you now in Star Wars Saga Edition. Okay, dude, bottom line, um, Uncanny Dodge does protect you from Sneak Attack in most situations. <laughs> Yeah, it does. But you're saying, what? Why? Why, GMC? Why is this? Because look at the wording of Sneak Attack, page 46 of the Core Rulebook. As you yourself point out, anytime your opponent is flat-footed or otherwise denied their dexterity bonus to reflex defense, this implies that what's important for Sneak Attack, the condition, is the loss of dexterity to reflex defense. Whether this is due to being flat-footed, or whether you're pinned, unconscious, or sleeping. The key point is that description in the description is that you deal sneak attack damage to a foe denied their dex. The statement clarifies, though, that being flat-footed is the most common way to do that. Now, Uncanny Dodge, page 49, core rulebook, as you note, specifically says you retain dex when flat-footed. Retain dex, no sneak attack. But this doesn't mean a character with Uncanny Dodge is immune to sneak attack. I mean, you can still pin them or deny them their dex via other means. Just not via catching them flat-footed. 
So does this make Uncanny Dodge incredibly powerful? Hells yes. This is why the designers have made it a third-tier talent. So There you go. Hope that answers your question. There you are. All right, so what's next? Let's see. Jedi Wolf um, has, an, has a very interesting question from the new Scum and Villainy book, which all of you should have purchased this week. I hope so. Where are you guys? You haven't post- purchased it yet. You're just, you know, go out and sell some blood, man. You get 40 bucks a pint. That'll get you the book and a Coke. Yeah. Jeez. All right. God. So the metamorph feat allows Ooh, you yeah, yeah, to yeah, become yeah. a small or large creature and gain the bonuses of those creatures. Mm. That's pretty cool, but I'm unsure about about the limit. The only limit mentioned is in the last paragraph, the one discussing the large form, and says you can maintain this form for a number of rounds per day equal to your constitution score. So are you limited to the amount of time you can spend in small form? Because it can be argued that the limit is only referring to the large form. Hmm. Okay, it could be argued that, dude, but no. Yeah. I, I think this is just a tad bit of out-of-context extrapolation going on here. Um, for, the, for those unaware, Metamorph is this cool new feat on page 23 of the Scum and Villainy that allows a, a Claudite or you know any other species with shapeshift, of which there is none at this moment, um, to alter their body mass when they shapeshift. So the benefit section divides it into two paragraphs, talking about what happens when you shift into a small and a large form, which is the two options you have, um, and then the benefit each one of those impart. But as you note, the time limit restriction is in the large form paragraph. Okay, dude, I don't think this means that restriction is only applied to that form. Uh, this form in the sentence means the form you've metamorphed into. I mean, it just makes sense. Being large is advantageous. I mean, reach is nice, but the minus one to reflex defense yeah. blows. And, and I'd argue that being small is more so badass, more often. I mean, a plus one to reflex defense and a plus five to stealth... Um, for a character that's most commonly a scoundrel anyway, is more valuable to me. And I would not unleash a player like that by letting him be small all the time. No way. Um, I don't think the feat was intended that way either. Um, but, I mean, you see, now you've now you got me thinking, okay? A Claudite master of Terraskasi with the metamorph feat. You just get really huge in combat, and then all of a sudden you deal more damage, and you get reach. Yeah, I'm totally down with that, and mm-hmm. I like it, and I want to make a character like that. <laughs> And there you go. You have him off to the character sheets again. (sighs) Okay. So here we have from our friend Berlin, who I think is the one that sent. No, he's not the one. Never mind. Um, TDR Starfish. I I do have a bumper from him, but this is not the one I'm thinking of. Somebody else from Germany sent one that I couldn't quite. Couldn't quite. um, The question, Dave. Yeah. You know, I couldn't quite. Anyway. (laughs) You know, anyway, I just, Germany, German, Germany, just, I like Germany. I like Germany, although a dear friend of mine is, is dating a guy named Germany, and I hate him. And um, so now I might have to project that on the entire country of Germany. Wait, wait, his name is Germany? Yes. That's his first name? That's his first name. Like, like hi, I'm France Johnson. It doesn't yeah. quite. The, yeah, well, you know, tell that to his parents. Maybe his parents were as stupid as he was. Anyway, I should I should refrain from this because there are going to be a lot of people listening to the podcast that know exactly who this guy is, and I don't want to get into it. So anyway, um, from TDR Starfish, he has this good question. When does a character start to burn and thus take 1d6 fire damage each round? Only then if the attack hits or if the flamethrower deals damage to the character, would a character... Who took one point of damage also start to burn? Thanks for answering in 
advance. Yay. Cool. Well, good question, Starfish. Um, I think that fire damage is one of the most underlooked things in the game, uh, mostly because most folks don't know that people catch fire instantly if you're hit. Um, and that's a big deal. Uh, page 255 of the core rulebook. Whenever you take fire damage, you immediately catch on fire. And it's damage. So if you, even if you hit, but you somehow manage to take no damage, in answer to your question, Starfish, you wouldn't actually catch on fire. You do have to take damage, even if it's one point. Um, so you're on fire now. Great. Well, what that means is that the fire makes an attack. Plus five versus your fortitude what? each round. Success, and it hits you up for a die six of further fire damage. Failure, and you still take half damage from the burn. Um, per this wording, uh, the attack happens each round. And since you catch on fire instantly when you're hit, um, I'd say that counts as a round. Um, so I would have the damage take place, I mean, per raw, immediately after the initial fire damage. Yeah, I'd say that too. I mean, I, I think it kind of makes sense. Um, and, but you know, in home games, I don't think it's out of line to rule that the attacks don't start until the following round. I mean, that makes good sense. It is kind of kiss. But it's meat and potatoes. The, the real power of fire is that it's damage over time, one. But more importantly, action control. Because if you want to put out the flames, the only way to do it is with a fire extinguisher or a full round action just to pat yourself out. And either one of those things is going to take time from that person or one of their allies. Yep. So, and I want to I want to uh, throw props out to the chat room here. They're talking about uh, the adventures of Mexico Smith with his sidekick Finland <laughs> Johnson. The adventures of Mexico Smith and his sidekick Finland Johnson. Exactly. Well, you know you know what this is going to lead to, don't you? What? A web comic. It. Hey, you know what? I you know hey, th- there's a guy that I'm trying to get on this show. I've sent him a, I've sent him emails a couple times. I'm, I want to get him on the show talking about web comics, and um, this is a future topic for a. Uh, a segment that you're going to hear coming up on the show very soon <coughs> today. <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's there's a there's a new segment that we're going to add at the end of the show that is uh, should be some fun for us. But um, yeah, web comics is something that I really find very interesting. As and and yes, I do have I do have skill focus go on a tangent. Absolutely, I do. Dude, you. <sighs> You've got skill focus, weapon special. You got weapon focus. It's weapon focus. You have weapon focus going on a tangent, and weapon specialization going on a tangent. Yep. So hey. But that's okay. What are you gonna do, right? And 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 what are you, what are you gonna do? Well, I I know what to do, dude. Now I didn't get a chance to go to uh, to Watto's this week. We were talking about going out to Tatooine, but I just couldn't. We had a little family issues, so I kind of had to stay in town. But I mean, I mentioned it to you. You said you might be able to go. Where, did you get a chance to head out there? As I, I don't a know. as a matter of fact. As a matter really? of fact, I did. <laughs> I did. I had to go out there because he threatened me after I paid him off, a little punk. And and anyway, I, I threatened. Did the you? Did you? Did you? Did you get? Did you get my package from? From what? Did you get? Did you get my package? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Cool, man. All right. Cool. Cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I got it. I got it. This is Watto for Watto's Bargain Basement, and I want you to come on down to Tatooine this week for our big special sale. Tell them Java sent you and you get a free chance cube. We got the deals for you. Come on down to Watto's Bargain Basement. What do you know? Cool. Well, dude, what did you bring back from Wados, man? All right, younglings, open up your brand new scum and villainy book to page number 50. That would be 5-0 for those of you that can't read. 
and take a look at the deck sweeper. Yes, indeed. Dude, you brought back a deck sweeper? A deck sweeper. The Mersan deck sweeper blaster is created to stun large numbers at once. It only has a stun setting, so don't think about blowing people out of the sky. But it does fire on stun. It targets all creatures in a six-square cone, which is pretty cool. And even if you miss, it deals half damage. So it's an area. So it's a full area weapon. Then it that's absolutely freaking. is awesome. Yep, and it deals three d six of stunning damage, but it's kind of heavy. <laughs> Weighs four and a half kilograms, and it's restricted. It's restricted. It is restricted. Yep. Okay, I guess that's awful heavy. I know, but you know what are you going to do uh, with that, no? So like, like, so like when 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 they when they stun Leia in Episode Four, and that stupid little blue ring goes out. This is like a really big blue ring, I guess. Right. Oh. Yep. I yeah. like it. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool, you know? It's all right. It'd be a really big-ass ring, though, you know? But, all right. Uh, hey, before we get into... I And I, I probably should have, because of the format change and all that, I messed up. I, I should have had these uh, in with, um, with our D20 Docking Bay listener contributions and all that stuff. But uh, I'm going to play a couple right now, and then we'll be back with you on the other side to talk about our meat and our crunch. Is it? And now, it's time for Galactic Dating Tips with everyone's favorite Zeltron smuggler, Captain Theros. You know how to turn me on, oh, you got it going on. Baby, you can make my day. Mm, now, the thing to remember about Corrin is that under that grumpy exterior, they're really party animals. I mean, you get a few drinks in them, and they'll do anything. And despite the common rumor, it's not just the female corn that have it good. I mean, look at those things. They are completely prehensile. And now, Stormtrooper Poetry. Come with me to Cloud City Bespin. The card games here will keep you guessing. Bet your credits, play your card, take your chances, try real hard. Just remember if you get stuck, Lando doesn't give a fella less than 65 days in the clink, so plan accordingly. Stormtrooper Poetry. <laughs> With I just watched Smallville, right? And Vader's secret apprentice grew horns and he kidnapped this girl. And I don't know if he's ever going to make it back to Battlestar Galactica. I am so confused. Somebody help me. This has been Dark Thoughts with Twilight Yeah, I think she got a little confused there. 
Oh, it happens. <laughs> yeah. It happens a lot. I don't know. Very uh, nice, Gamer Nation. Very nice. Yeah. So, you know, just keep them coming. We'll put them in the D20 docking bay with the uh, listener contribution and all that stuff. So, yes, very... Fantastic. Very, 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 very good to me. Of yeah. If you guys have anything, of course, you can email us, uh, gmchris at d20radio.com, gmdavid at d20radio.com, and uh, we we want what you have, and I mean that in every sense possible. That's right, by golly. So, all right, what's the meat for the, what's the, meat for the show today, sir? I'm calling this one, What Are You Doing, Dave? What Are You Doing, Dave? Good morning, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> We're talking about droids, Dave. Droid Building 101. Um, we've had requests, uh, well, for, for a really, really long time. We have. Uh, as, huh? We have. We have. Uh, quite a few. Um, they've been asking us to go into the creation of droid PCs. Um, so we're going to spend some good, hard, crunch time doing just that. This is not going to be a min-max discussion. This is not going to be how to break your droid. We've had simpler questions that we've had people say, listen, I flat out don't understand the droid creation process. It's confusing. Please break it down for me. Go into it in layman's terms. So that's what we're going to do. Break it down. Break it down, player. I'm going to pretend you didn't do that. Yeah. Are you going to put on your parachute pants? <laughs> With my <laughs> Michael Jackson jacket. Oh, oh God. Okay. Droids, tangent boy. Droids. Droids. Uh, I don't know. Um, Meatbag? <laughs> uh, Hello, Okay, meat bag. Back to droid building. Um, I, I don't know, man. And, you know, you've, I know, Dave, you've played with several of us in, in our common group, our regular group, and many Indeed. of them have whined about their droid characters i mean it seems that at least in terms of my players more of them have expressed confusion and and consternation about this aspect of character character creation than anything else and sorrow and and, and mm-hmm. genuine sorrow and disgust when the wookie kills their droids well that's a different story um but you know it's a different story and it's great uh, so that's pretty much it but you know we're going to be talking about droid basics to start with um I mean, because, I mean, again, if these responses from you guys are any indication, you're all in the same boat as my players. MR5, so, M1TH. <laughs> well, let's talk about droid basics here. Um, the dro- joys and sorrows of playing a droid. First and foremost, why would you want to play a droid, Dave? Uh, I mean, any particular reasons? Um, because you don't need to eat, sleep, or breathe. Yeah, that's a pretty big one. You're flat out not alive. Um Atmosphere, poisonous or lack thereof, uh, means little to you. Um, yeah, and I mean, you're, you're only, going all the time. No, no. I mean, and, and furthermore, the only actual rest you need, I mean, you don't need to sleep, but you do need to rest. You need one hour of shutdown and recharge every 100 hours. And yeah. yes, that is one hour of downtime for every four days that you function. Right. Um, that's a little not bad, huh? negligibly useless. Um, so there you go. Uh, and with the proper accessory, it can be for every 200 hours. So there you go. Yep. Um, what's another reason you might want to play a droid? Um, upgradeability. Upgradeability. You can upgrade yourself. Uh, additional locomotion systems, accessories, processing capability, armor, tools, built-in weapons, and gear, even feats, talents, and skills can be switched out within your processor by a trained and skillful slicer. Um, this is probably the number one reason that people play droids bottom line i know um so now what there do you are think few, went wrong there's there's a few problems with playing a droid too yeah um things you got to be prepared for when you're playing a droid indeed um you know what, 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 what might those be um ion damage 
Very susceptible yeah. to ion damage. Very well. You're the only thing susceptible to ion damage. Well, and vehicles, I guess. So right. Yeah. Um, I mean, ion. Yeah, man. I mean, ion damage is inexpensive. It doesn't harm organics, and it hurts you very badly. Right. Um, on the plus side, though, you really couldn't give a rat's patoot about stunning damage. Um, right. Yeah. That's true. Um, you know. So other big problems you have with playing a droid. Um, you are high of a have a high likelihood of being completely oh. unable to harm a living being. Right. I mean, depending on the droid choice you make, there's five options available to you, and one of those, only one of them, allows you to actually kill something. <laughs> right. Everything else has a behavioral inhibitor. So oh, you know, oh. for people that like to play real hack and slash characters and you know really get in there and you know kill something, you're really gonna have a hard time doing that. We got we got Horshack going on in the uh, chat room here. Oh oh oh, Mister Cotter, Mister Cotter. They say no con score. We're getting there. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're not there yet. We're not there yet, chat room. Sorry. We're not there yet, chat room, but that's because the chat room's good. They're good like that. So let's move directly to that. Damn, no is, is TG having a good time back there behind you? Um, I don't know. She, My, my dogs are going at it. Oh, it's that's your dog. Of, oh, okay. I thought it was. Going at a toy. She's coming and taking the toy away. Oh, I got you. I'm all too familiar with her taking toys away from me. Ah, oh, yes. Sad, nope. sad day. Uh, so, anyway, no con score. Uh, is a big one, obviously. Not only will this never allow you to train in endurance or get any feat or talent with endurance as a prereq, it also means you add nothing to your hit die when it's rolled. Um, you will have perpetually lower hit points than an organic. And right. that really sucks because as a droid, one of the other big problems is that uh, you are unable to heal naturally. Right. You have to be repaired. You gotta be repaired. And you can only be repaired via the mechanic skill. Now, if done properly, though, this can actually heal you better than treat injury. Um, you can't benefit from the one-time boost that first aid gives you, but you can heal your character level via repair in an hour. Um, and an organic only gets that each night. So that's a pretty big deal. Um, and I guess the last real problem you have with being a droid is really kind of a role-playing constraint. And if your GM is running things properly, it should be a pretty big problem for you. And the number one reason not to play a droid. Right. And that is your a droid. <laughs> Your property. Yeah, I mean, you, ha you have no rights. I mean, I've said this before and I'll say it again. If I'm playing a human and I walk into a bar and I mouth off to a Rodian who blows me away, that's murder. They will come and they will arrest him. He has the region not to do it. If I'm a droid and I walk into a cantina and I mouth off to the same Rodian who blows me away, it's vandalism, okay? <laughs> I'm only property. Oh, poor Rodian. He'll need to pay my owner a fine, okay? Um, or if I'm a rogue droid or a class 4 battle droid, he may actually collect a nice bounty from the local authority for disposing of a dangerous piece of equipment. Um, you know, it's it's not easy to play a droid. Right. It's hard. Right. And it should be hard. And if your GM is running the game properly, that's one of the things you're going to have to contend with. Right. So, there you go. You know, yeah, they're sitting in the chat room, you know, we don't serve their kind here. You know, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Right. So, there you go. Um, and once again, a role-playing constraint reigns in the mechanical. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, me too. So let's talk about droid creation, Dave. Let's talk about it. Um, there's two ways that you can create a droid PC, and we're going to talk about the second way first. Why? Because it's easier. Um, what? We're going to get it one? out of the way. Um, and that would be, of course, option two, uh, playing a standard droid model. Oh, right. Page, okay, sorry. Page, page 187 of the core rulebook. Yeah, just pick one. Um, 
this is the second method of PC drawer generation. It's also the easiest. I mean, we're, like I said, we're going to cover it first because of that. Now, if you are aching to play a droid and you're going to play in like a one-shot or you just want to give it a try, use this option, okay? You'll be able to roll up a droid in half the time. Oh, okay. oh, oh, hey, new record, 31. Oh, 31 in the chat room? I'm impressed. Yep. It's very impressed. I would like to continue with the discussion, though, if that's, if, you know. It's fine. Without. Sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm, are you, are you sure? Very, I, I, okay, I don't want to interrupt I am you, in a very all. tangential mood today, so you're just going to have to be, you know, be aware. Oh, okay. Oh, I'll, I'll deal. I'll, I've, I've, I've been dealing for a year, Dave. I Hey, you know what? You never know when I might begin to daydream. So go ahead. Oh, that's okay. I thought we had, like, a new segment just for you to daydream Whoa, at the end of the show. Oh, hey. Don't give it away. <laughs> oh, see? See? That's what I do. That's what I do. You piss me off? That's what I do. I'm like a tiger, man. You let me out of the cage and I roar. Roar! You know, but, uh, yeah. Done. You finished yet? <sighs> yeah, I guess so. Okay. Great. Playing a standard droid. Option two. <laughs> uh, page 187 of the core rulebook. Uh, let's talk about it. Okay. Step by step. So you want to play a droid, and you're just going to pick a standard droid model. This is what you do. First and foremost, pick a droid from the books. Now, that's not an easy task, but you know you can just grab one at random if you want. Um, now, this can only be any droid that mentions in its description that it can be played as a droid hero. All right? It must be playable as a droid hero, and, more importantly, it must have no more than three non-heroic levels or one heroic level already. Okay? Right. Second, note the cost of the droid. Now, this is very important. The price of the droid is an extremely important thing. Now, when you're finished with your droid character's creation, its cost cannot exceed 5,000 credits. All right? So note it down. All right. Thirdly, make sure it has a valid processor. A droid hero cannot have a remote processor linked to it. If it does, you're going to need to replace its remote receiver with a basic or heuristic processor. Yep. Right? So basically, literally, you're going to have to remove the cost of the remote, process, remote receiver from the droid and then add the cost of the processor you want it replaced with. Right. right? Um, next, add a level to your droid, if necessary. Um, if you selected a droid with only one or two levels in the non-heroic class, this is not the case. If you have three levels in a non-heroic, you're screwed. If you have one heroic level already, you're screwed. But if you have one or two levels in a non-heroic class, you can choose to add a single level of a heroic class for 1,500 credits. All right. Note, Gamer Nation, you start play with the minimum XP to get to that level. So if I've built a droid that's non-heroic to Noble 1, I already have 3,000 XP. Yes, this can put advancement at a slower curve. So, um, And lastly, upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. I mean, that's yep. kind of where the fun of this comes in. Per the raw, when you're doing this, now that you have this droid and you know what it costs, you can switch out as many systems on the droid as you want as long as you end up with no more than a 5,000 credit cost. Okay, So let's say you're working with an R2 unit and you don't see the need for having pesky walking locomotion. Rip it out. Its cost actually gets subtracted from the dro total droid cost. Uh, you want to add a hand appendage? Well, you add its cost to the total droid cost. Easy? Easy. Just remember, first and foremost, cost factor. Per table 11.2 on page 187 of the core rulebook, 
Every droid has a cost factor based on its size. The smaller or bigger you get past medium, the costlier your equipment gets. So you make sure and apply the cost modifier, if any, to the cost of the systems, both when they're added and when they're removed. So, yeah, very important to note. All right. Um, next, you can't have more systems than your 5,000 credit limit at the start, although you can add more as your character progresses. Um, and lastly, any systems, this is important to note, I, one, of my characters came to me, one of my players excuse me, came to me with this question when he was trying to build a droid for Dawn of Defiance. Any systems that are a part of your 5,000 credit limit don't count against your carrying capacity. The same way if I'm making a Rodian, his bones, organs, and blood are not going <laughs> to count against his carrying capacity. Why not? Okay? Because they don't. Okay, good answer. There you go. <laughs> You're darn right, it's a good answer. And you remember it, you snipper. No, get off my lawn. Uh, <clears throat> but anything beyond that 5,000 credit limit um, as your character advances, or even at creation, because you can add systems with your starting character wealth, that stuff does count against your character capacity. So that's pretty much it. Um, the benefits of this method of droid creation, it's easy, and it's quick. Um, it's also one of the best methods to create a purchasable droid NPC, and we've had some questions about that too. Um, if you want to make an NPC for purchase, you now have a purchase price to work with. Take an existing droid model, rip out the systems, and replace it with what you want. Yep. Use the same method, and you're green. Yep. Um, in addition, your most likely two to three non-heroic class levels uh, will boost your skills ahead of others in the party, giving you a plus one or a plus two much earlier. Because keep in mind, while non-heroic levels have crappy base attack bonus and next to nothing for hit points, you do progress normally in skills with them. So, you know, if I've got two non-heroic levels under my belt, I've already got a plus one to all my skills, just based on that alone. So, right very cool. So that is option two, Dave. Now, since we've talked about option two, what do you think we're going to talk about next? Um, option one. Yeah, you, you, you would be correct. Yeah. Uh, option one. Page 186 of the core rulebook, playing a custom droid model. Um, and th th this first method of droid PC generation, I mean, it's a tad bit more complex, but it allows for a lot more flexibility. Okay? If you're going to create a droid hero for a long-term campaign, I would recommend it's usually best to use option one. Okay? Though, and fair warning here, usually only experienced gamers should try this. All right? The novice, though they may be really excited by the idea, they will often get up getting very frustrated during the creation of this. That's right. And it will be uh, Return of Suck. Yes, it will. Um, I mean, outfitting and building a normal character is complex enough for the initiate. So save this for the experienced gamer. Right. So, there we go. Uh, so let's go through. How do we build a custom droid? All right. Yep. Much like a non-droid, but uh, you know, we, we go through it bit by bit. First and foremost, determine your ability scores. Okay, Just like a non-droid PC, roll up your scores or use the point buy planned generation system. But remember, a droid hero using point buy gets four points less than an organic to generate stats with. Why? Wild guess? Anyone? Uh, no Chat? con score. No con score. No con score! Hey, Dave got it! Yay! Well, Dave, you have you know, won a wonderful consolation prize, a wonderful not suck that I will be sending you over the airwaves in about three seconds. You don't suck. Thank you. Not suck. Very happy. Very nice. So droids don't have a con score, so they get four less points to uh, you know do a point by for their abilities with. There you go. So once you've got your ability scores worked out, 
choose your droid degree. Okay, now table 11.1 on page 186 details the five droid degrees. Um, each has their own ability modifiers, just like many species do. You apply the modifiers after you determine your ability scores. And where does right? Kevin Bacon come into that? Um, he, uh, this is only five degrees, not six. Ah, oh, damn it. All right, again. it's okay. You're learning. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, what you don't know is that when um, when the next source book comes out, they're going to have six degree droid. You know the Kevin Bacon bot, yeah. and he's going to be able to act with the same base repeatedly. Nice. It's very good. It's very fantastic. Um, so choose your degree, and there are five of them, and each one has their own you know ability modifiers. So, and remember. Every droid type, first, second, third, and fifth, all but the fourth degree droids, have behavioral inhibitors. So you cannot conscionably harm a living being, and that is a big deal. All right. Third, choose your size. Um, you can be either small or medium. Now, small is tough, okay, because all of your accessories, all of your systems are going to cost double, and your carrying capacity is only 75% of normal. But you do get a plus two dex, minus two strength on top of uh, your degree ability modifiers, whatever those might be, a plus one to reflex defense, and a plus five to stealth checks just for being small. So some people like that for that reason, but it, you know, just, yeah. just the, the cost modifier alone, yeah, makes it that, tough. that makes it tough. Yeah. Fourth, and here's where it gets fun, choose your system and your accessories. Not your Vista. Systems accessories. Not Vista. No, not, definitely not Vista. No, that would be bad. They had the Vista processor. I understand the Emperor um, forced lightning to Bill Gates to death after he brought it in, you know. So yep. uh, they don't really have that in a galaxy far, far away. You know? Nope. Because it was a nope. long time ago. A very long time ago. Um, so two systems and accessories. Okay, every, every custom droid made with option one, they start off for free. They don't have to pay for this. With a heuristic processor, two arm appendages, and a six-square walking locomotion. All right, so six squares of six, so six square walking speed with legs, basically. Yeah. Or if you're a small droid, you instead get a four square tracked locomotion. Come on, baby, do the locomotion. Oh, come on, baby, thank you for that obscure reference, Dave. Uh, so I love it. No worries. Uh, That's what I'm here for. <laughs> now, beyond those initial things. Beyond that, you have 1,000 credits to spend to add additional systems to your droid. All right? Now, that's limited to locomotion, appendages, and accessories. So if I want to hardwire a blaster pistol into my droid, I can use that 1,000 credits to put in a tool mount, but I will have to use my actual class starting credits to buy the physical blaster pistol. Okay? Right, yeah. um, again, add what you want, but the total cost cannot exceed 1,000 credits. And again, any systems you buy with these 1,000 credits don't count against your carrying capacity. Right. So that means you need a noble in the party to like get your stuff cheap. Pretty much, yeah. Very useful. Um, droids in my games will attest to that. Yep. Um, now note that RAW doesn't specify that you can replace any of your starting systems, unlike with option 2 where it does. All, right? all that RAW says is that you can add all right. But I have yet to meet a GM that will not allow it. All right. I think it's very much rules as intended. So if I wanted to remove my six-square walking locomotion and replace it with six-square tracked locomotion, it would only cost me 360 out of my 1,000 credits instead of the 720 that tracked locomotion costs because I'd be, in, in, in essence, selling off my walking locomotion. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, 
and you know, if I wanted to replace one of my hand appendages with a tool appendage, it would actually add 10 credits to my total to work with because it'd be selling off a 20 credit item and then buying a 10 credit item to replace it with. Does that make sense? Right. Yep. Okay. So uh, last thing to remember with choosing systems and accessories, any unspent credits from your 1,000 disappear and you can't spend more than 1,000 right. at, that, at that point in time. Right. 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 But then we get into the next option, just like normal character creation, choose a class. I mean, once all that's done and you've got your droid built, you're good to go. Choose your level one class. Assign your starting hit points, feet, your talent, all the rest. And you can also use your starting credits to buy additional systems. But they do count against your carrying capacity. Yep. So the, the benefit of playing a custom droid, that option one, it is much, much, much more customizable. Um, In addition, you're going to have a lot more hit points than an existing model droid. Uh, The fact of the matter is, those non-heroic levels, man, they suck as the hit points out of you. I mean, mean, they get like a D4 hit die per (laughs) level, and they don't get three times max at first. So if you're like a second level non-heroic with no con score, you've got like, you know, seven or eight hit points. That's it. Um, So it's it's just terrible. Uh, Absolutely terrible. Uh, you know, so you know if you're, you know, you're going to have a lot more hit points than an existing model droid, um, basically, just because you know at the very least you're going to have 18, even if you get a D6 class, that's a lot. Right. So let's take everything I've said and do what you guys are asking. Let's give an example. Right. Ah, I'm going to go. make a droid right now on the air, and let's... it's going to be fun, and we're going to like it. You're going to get it, and you will like it. You hear that, Dave? You're going to like it. Damn it. All right. So, let's say that I want to make an assassin droid from scratch for my PC. What about a Borg? Can we make a Borg? No, that would be Vader. Yeah, Wait. Vader is kind of a Borg, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He is. No, we're talking about a straight droid. And let's say I want to make an assassin droid. Now, for simplicity's sake, I'm going to use the standard score package on page 186. Now, my droid is going to be a blaster user, so I want his dex to be really high. So I'm going to give him strength 14, dex 15, intelligence 13, wisdom 12, and charisma 10. Huh. Okay. Now, that's, those, are the, those are the basic five numbers in that starting score package. Now, he's an assassin, so I'm going to make him a battle droid, fourth degree. Yes. Right? Now, looking at table 11-1 on page 186, that would boost his dex, but penalize his intelligence and charisma. And that brings his abilities to strength of 14, dex of 17, intelligence 11, wisdom 12, charisma 8. All right? Now, I want him to be able to sneak around better. I, I really want that plus 5 to stealth checks and the bonus to reflex, so I'm going to make him a small droid. That's going to give him 4 square tracked locomotion, and of course, the plus 1 to reflex defense, and a plus 5 to stealth checks. Yep. Okay. That's also going to boost his dex again and penalize his strength. This brings my abilities to a strength of 12, a dex of 19, an intelligence of 11, wisdom of 12, charisma 8. All right, those are his final ability stats. Okay, now, so I've got that done. I've got 1,000 credits to mess with. So as an assassin droid, I really want to give him dark vision, okay, and an improved sensor package, right? So I buy those things. I install them. That leaves me with 650 credits left. I want him to uh, I want him to taunt his victims when he kills them. So he'll need a vocabulator. All right, I'm down to 600 creds now. Now I wouldn't want him to have turned. I want I don't want him to be turned off in the middle of a fight. So locked access is really important. That brings me down to 550 creds. 
And I, frankly, I'd like a few more arms as well. Two-hand appendages is not doing enough for me. Um, I need a couple more arms for equipment, a couple for weapons. So I'm going to install four tool appendages. That's going to bring me down to 470 credits. I also think a place to hide your stuff is kind of cool. So I'm going to give him some internal storage, four kilos, and that brings me down to 280 credits left. Hmm. You know, I don't think it would be an assassin droid if he didn't, you know, I don't think it would do to have an assassin droid that couldn't repair itself if needed. So I'm going to install a diagnostics package to help him do that. Okay, so now I'm down to 30 credits remaining. There's nothing else I can really do with that, so I think I'm kind of done. Uh, my small droid is now very talkative and agile, rolling around at a six square speed with internal storage, excellent vision, and six appendages. As an assassin, I think hit points are very important, so I'm going to give him his first level in soldier. And that's a plus five to hit with a ranged weapon. Freaking awesome. He'll have 30 hit points. I'll need to be sure to train him in mechanics. Wow. And that's pretty much done. I just need to pick my feet and my talent. So that's it. Cool. So anyway, that's quick droid building 101. And although we're not going to talk about extreme min-maxing with this, we do need to spend a brief moment, Dave, to talk about droid PC badassery and just a few ways you can achieve it aside from just building a droid straight out. Okay. Because if, as if you couldn't just build a badass character making a droid anyway, the Force Unleashed campaign guide, which for those of you who maybe haven't gotten off your duffs to pick up Scum and Villainy yet, you better have the Force Unleashed campaign guide, um, has given us pure gold uh, in the form of two huge gold bricks that are dripping with awesome sauce. <laughs> um, the first is the droid talent trees. And these are kind of buried in the book. People haven't been talking about them too terribly much, and they're really freaking cool. Um, they are located uh, starting on page 102 of the Force Unleashed Campaign Guide. And they're very similar to the Force talent trees in the core rulebook. You know, the ones that are like available to any Force user. And you can take, take one in lieu of, of your class talent. You, know, you remember what I'm talking about? Yep. Um, so if you're a droid, you can take one of these droid talent trees, one of these droid talents, and there are five droid talent trees, one for each degree of droid, that are, like I say, just covered in pure awesome. So uh, they're, they're truly incredible, and they let you do a bevy of things. Now, the other thing that the, that the, uh, the Force Unleashed campaign guide offers you, this other, of course, awesome sauce slathered nugget of gold, uh, is the independent droid prestige class. One of my players for Dawn of Defiance looked at it and just started to drool because he's playing this droid. Um, this prestige class minimizes virtually every flaw that you have when you're playing a droid, and you can enter it as early as 4th level. Yeah. And it's got a D12 hit die to help with that lack of con, and, um, 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 oh yeah, what else? You shut off your behavioral inhibitor at first level. <laughs> Freaking awesome. Oh, nearly broken. Nearly. I love it. Absolutely love it. So, anyway, that kind of ends our droid discussion. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think we can spend some more time later in a future cast talking about ways to really maximize and optimize it. But a lot of you would ask asking for just a basic tutorial on droid creation. So there it is. I hope it was pseudo-helpful. I hope my rantings and ramblings haven't left you very much in the lurch too terribly much. Yeah. There you go. So, so, so go out and build your MR5 M1TH today. Mr. Smith. <laughs> very nice. Oh, that's just swell. That's great! Hey, that's awesome! When good games go great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We haven't done one of these in a while. I know. So, what did you get for us? Dude, I got a great story from the forums. Um, 
And for those of you who would like to let us know about your good game moments and your bad games moments, uh, we have a two threads in our adventures section um, at d20radio.com slash forum called Your Most Heroic Scene and Your Most Unheroic Scene, and we would love for you to contribute to them. Um, but anyway, this comes to us from Avendasora on the forums, and he writes thusly, sharing his glee. He says, okay, this occurred when I was playing Dawn of Defiance, so spoilers for the Cloud City part of it. Fair warning for those of you who are listening. We were in the hotel, and we were rummaging through one of the baddies' rooms, Count or Duke something. It's been a while. We had a three-person party, so the Jedi, me, and the scout search the room while the soldier stands guard near the elevators. Now, my force sense tingles, and I know the baddie is coming up the elevator. The scout and I hightail it out while the soldier runs interference as hotel security. The scout and I run down the hall, away from the elevator banks, looking for a stairwell. We find one, and we get out of sight just as the baddie and his half-dozen clone mooks go through the room. Through our comlinks, I hear the baddie turn on the soldier and hold him at multiple gunpoints. The BBEG then mind-tricks the soldier into telling us to come on back, that it's safe. Some decent perception and use-the-force checks tell us he's been mind-tricked. So we're stalling for a few minutes. We're trying to come up with ideas. I try to telepathically communicate with the baddie, but it goes nowhere. Finally, the scout comes up with an idea. We run upstairs to the room directly above, and we set a frag grenade in the center of the room. We tell our buddy to brace for impact, and we roll initiative. The soldier goes first, and he blows a destiny point to crit the BBEG. I say blow because he totaled 13 points of damage, even with the crit. The scout blows the grenade, which destroys the floor, and the blast takes out a couple of mooks. I drop down, the scout stays up top, and the battle ensues. Um, a well-rolled force stun takes out the BBEG, and we mop up the rest. The grenade blast helped a lot. By now, the real hotel security shows up, and with a few well-rolled persuasion checks, we talk our way out of it. It helped that we'd taken temp jobs with the hotel security beforehand, plus the baddie was found with his red lightsaber. Ooh. The soldier, heavily damaged in the blast and battle, heads back to our room while the scout and I run down to the main security banks to erase the video of us setting off the grenade. Some failed persuasion checks and an ill-advised mind trick later. I made the guys get a hankering for coffee so they'd come with me to get some. The scout finds himself alone with the main computer, and he erases the video. Beautiful. Marvelous story. Absolutely love it. You know, every time we come back to these, I always find this one continuing theme. It's somebody thinking outside the box. Right. I mean, seriously, if you were in the situation, it's like, okay, let's go to the room above and use explosives to blast through the floor. Um, yeah. That's pretty damn creative yeah it is it really is that's cool if i don't say so myself yeah and uh hanker in for coffee that's a wonderful use of mind trick like there it's like so hey you guys why don't you guys come with me uh that's uh no i really don't think so oh come on man i really want some coffee no, man you'd like some coffee too you know you really want some just come with me to get some coffee oh yeah yeah i really like some coffee yeah. let's go get some coffee <laughs> all right what's with all the gay bashing in the forums guys i mean in the in the in the chat room, I'm, they're There's talking about they're the talking about robo robosexuals and all this other. I'm I'm not sure where it's going in there. Oh God! You know the inner tubes are dens of inequity, and um, yeah, clearly we are. have some unenlightened people in the chat room. Obviously. I swear. Obviously. You know, I was talking to somebody at work about that. What? Well, they well, they asked my opinion of gay marriage. Oh, I can imagine who that might have been. Yeah, that's, and you know, my, you know, my response was, I said, you know, I don't really have a problem with it. It's like, really? I said, no, if I have to get married, so should they. <laughs> it's just an equal punishment. I don't, I don't know, though. I, I really don't know. I mean, you know, I, I yeah, whatever. But anyway. Yeah, well, anyway, yeah. thanks for the good games. Go great. Avendasora, uh, very nice. And yes. again, if you guys have them, we want them. Uh, email them to us, uh, as well as any when good games go bad problems you'd like to share, maybe get some advice on. 
you guys can go to the forums, d20radio.com slash forums, or you can email us, gmchris at d20radio.com and uh, gmdave at d20radio.com. That's right, by golly. Send them to us because we don't have quite enough of those things. We really like them. Yeah, we do. Very nice. Yep. All right, so time for something new. Welcome to Daydreaming with GM Dave. Yep. I let it out of the bag a little bit before. You know? That's what you get. Daydreaming with GM Dave. Go figure. All right, this is this is the point of the podcast where all of you rule monkeys and crunch aficionados that don't like us getting off topic, you can all now shut off your podcasts, or you can shut off your Zooms and shut off your iPods, because if you choose to listen to the rest of this, you're not going to get any Star Wars RPG stuff, and you're just going to complain on the forums, to which I'm going to say, I told you not to listen and go to hell. So, you know. <laughs> So there you go. Anyway, you like the daydreaming music in the background? It's very Jack Handy, kind of, you know, deep thoughts with Jack Handy. It kind of is, although I don't know what situation you've got going on behind oh, you. Oh, here, I'll, I'll show you. It's my, my dogs again. Uh, there's this little squeaky toy, this little, you know, yeah, they're they're playing. Um, oh, nice. Normally, my lovely wife, who's very wonderful at keeping the dogs at bay, is too busy taking part in our chat in the forum to of actually... Course. You know, Oh, that's fine. Hey, you know what? It adds a, it adds a personal touch to the podcast, right? <laughs> Dave, if this if this podcast had, had any more personal touch, it would be arrested for child endangerment. <laughs> okay. All right. So the topic the topic for today of Dave's daydreaming old school video games, my boys and girls. I'm talking Miss Pac Man and Galaga and Donkey Kong. Do you guys, I mean, do you guys remember that? I'm, I hearken back to the day of the arcades when you used to go and, like, take a roll of quarters and... We're, no, we're too young for that. You know, well, some of us are too young for that, but <laughs> some of us are not. Some of us remember Galaga and Centipede and oh. Tet... Not Tetris. Nah. What was I thinking of? Hey, dude. Dude, Tetris... Dude, I, I've seen Tetris... Gyrus! Tetris thank you. Outlaw, Outlaw Night Zero. Thank you for Gyrus. I loved... Gyrus because it had that cool music. Yeah, it did. You know, you know, you know what I have in my garage right now. What? GM Rev. I tried to sell it at my garage sale and oh, failed to. You still got and it. He has yet to pick it up. Um, a wonderfully, wonderful condition. Um, uh, Miss Pac-Man machine. I played that thing at that garage sale. That is just the bomb diggity. Now I have, you know, I have the multiple arcade machine emulator or MAME, as the case may be, um, on my hard drive and seven DVDs worth of. ROMs that run every every old school game from Space Invaders to I Dig Dug. Yeah, I mean everything. Dig Dug. You remember Dig Dug, dude? That was God, just yeah. the greatest. I like. I mean, all these things were great. I love Donkey Kong. Trying to get all the way, you know. Uh, Have you seen the King of Kong? The King of Kong. Yeah, dude, it was a great documentary that came out a while ago um, about these guys that are you know like these competitive Donkey Kong players. Yeah. It's wicked, dude. Oh, look at that. Vader's son says he has two pinball machines. Speaking of pinball machines now, we're getting off on another tangent. I love this. This is going to be a great segment. I love it. Anyway, I love the Dark Knight 
was an old pinball machine that I absolutely loved. And now there's a newer, there's a new one that my brother um, introduced me to, and um, medieval something or other. Dang it, I've forgotten what it is now. But um, it looked like a great pin, and I and I haven't been able to see it. I had I'd never been able to play it. But uh, Taxi, I like Taxi. You know the uh, that old uh, what you call it, old pinball machine. So yeah, here look, look at all look at them all in the chat room here talking about Joust and Missile Command. Joust was a great, oh, I love great, I love Joust. Joust dude. was awesome. When I was growing up, there was this burger joint, this little hole in the wall burger joint near the house. And it was within walking distance. And it wasn't that great, but it was within walking distance. So my old man and I used to go up there after you know after a hard day and pick up burgers. Whoa! Oh my gosh, dude! Vader Sun says Black Knight Pinball by Williams is available on the Wii, and so is Taxi. Dude, I gotta go get it. That's impressive. I got. I got. I got to go. I got to go to Best Buy tomorrow and get that. Holy if smokes! You, I'm excited. You're excited. I mean, but you know, it, it's kind of a cheese thing for the Wii. You know, what am I going to do with my Wii motes and all that that are motion? Oh, uh, how, how much you want to bet that the two Wii motes work as flippers? You have to dum bum 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 with them. That would be awesome. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know what dum bum 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 means, you know, just watch a pinball machine in action. Bum 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 bum. I don't know. I'm watching many things in action lately. It's been kind of crazy. So, all right, you, 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 I was telling you this earlier, and you, you told me I should, I should talk about it on the podcast, and so I'm going to. I, you know, I, I was eating dinner beforehand, and I was going to get my dinner, and my wife is watching this show on TLC. This, this, I had an 800 pound tumor. You know, 182 pound oh, yeah. tumor. Exactly. Was it was it 160 pound tumor? Okay. It looked okay, like she it. says it yes. Like it was a... I had 160 pound tumor, and she's watching this show. This guy getting cut up and ripped upon as they're pulling this 160 pound tumor out of him, and she watches these shows like you know like this you know this this show about the surgery of this this kid who had like you know a, a cleft palate that goes all the way to his you know frontal lobe you know and they're fixing <laughs> it you know or like you know a kid with like an inverted septum or something like that 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 poked a hole through his eardrum and they're cutting open his head and redoing everything and you know she just watches it with this glee and I'm just. I'm amazed. I don't get that, and I don't get the other stuff she watches on on like TLC and Lifetime. The the uh the like the the Siamese twins crap. You know, like I was I was born the smallest woman in the world. My head is as big as an airplane. I am a Siamese twin. I don't this. I I don't get it. I yeah. It's a freak show. That's what it is. I was born with boobs in my back. <laughs> well. <laughs> Okay. I haven't seen that one. She's <laughs> over here sighing at me too. She's that's, like, ah. That's great. And it's okay. I don't get it, but she does, and that's fine. That's yeah. fine. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Chat room says you're gonna be on the couch for a week. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We do have too many kids shows out there, you know. But <laughs> what are you gonna do? Oh. Video games and the proliferation thereof. We've gone a long way from Space Invaders to. Your boobs on your back. Xbox 360 and boobs on your back and <laughs> yeah, you know. Then you watch. IP is gonna get violated. It's like next March from Konami. It's boobs <laughs> on your back versus Street Fighter 2. Oh <laughs> yeah, all those fighter games. Yeah, because that, that's where I had it in my brain. That's why that all of a sudden finish him came out. I don't know where the fatalities and all that. It's Marvel Universe versus Pokemon. It's Pokemon versus versus Alton Brown's cooking special. <laughs> How many more of these damn things they can put out? Good I don't God. Know I don't know either, dude, but it's fun. 
it's just fun to talk about these sorts of things that always are on my mind, but we never really talk about them during the podcast because, well, we just don't, you know? Mm. Yeah, probably because the podcast is devoted to gaming. Yeah, you know, and so, yeah, one of the things I wanted to do was, uh, for Gamer Nation folks that are still with us, just not talk all about Star Wars and put something in at the end because uh, it was really well received that we talked about just a bunch of nothing with Sam. You know, we talked about his friend, the movie phone guy, you know, if you want to know how I feel, press one. It was genius. I will say. I mean, yeah, it's great. It's absolutely great. So anyway, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of out of ideas here at this point. I was scatter shooting about video games and, and uh, rem- trying to, re- trying to reminisce about, Going to the arcade as a kid with my dad. Oh, I don't remember the name of the little blue. It was a circular blue building that I used to go with uh, my dad to like the the Twilight Zone. That's what it was called, the Twilight Zone. Where was it? It was uh, in Garland, Texas, close to where I grew up. Oh. Yep, off uh, you know right across the street from the dollar. It was like the Dollar Movies and the Twilight Zone. You know, and that was that was cool. It was back when it was cool to hang out with your parents, you know. I guess it was, I don't know, maybe it was until I turned like 13. I don't think it was ever cool to hang out with my parents. <laughs> I'm going to blow up my microphone because I just breathed into it. But yeah, you know, Taylor... Okay, won- okay let, let's talk about that thing. Let's talk about that. Okay, those of you that are watching that can see GM Dave, he's got this microphone. Now, normally when I've seen GM Dave, he has this wonderful cover on his microphone that's homemade and it works very well. And it's a sock and he puts it on there to keep spit from going in the microphone and to keep the popping and all that crap. Now, since we had the vidcast, he's taken the sock off because, frankly, it looks like a condom. And and see, he's just taking it is. off. He's, he's not using it anymore. I think see, we should just look get at it. past it at this point, Dave. See, look at it. Look at it now. How does that work? How does that look? Can you believe I'm that? Video, I'm waiting for the video to catch up. It's a very, very thin sock at that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now do you see why it's gone? Like now do you boy. see? <laughs> now, uh, now do you see why it's gone? Dude, but it's worth it. Trust me. <laughs> Just the, the image of you right. talking into a big tampon makes all <laughs> makes my day. You have no idea. I'm going to be lying in bed tonight. Just trying to fall asleep. And I'm just going to start giggling for no reason. And it's going to wake up my wife. <laughs> We're going to talk about episode 43, the big tampon. Oh, safe podcasting. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. So, yeah, I think this might be the worst show ever. Is this the worst oh. show ever? Yeah, you streamer seventy six fifteen. Identify yourself before you start coming in here spewing that garbage. Oh, God, this is not the worst <gasps> show ever. Episode, <laughs> yeah. Duh. Okay. Well, I- I'm going to. Um, I'm, I think I'm going to take another drink from my beer here and perhaps relight my pipe and think about you screaming at a giant tampon. Oh yeah. All right. Appreciate that. Mm. <laughs> awesome. And I think with that, we'll probably go ahead and wrap it up. What do you say? <laughs> I think it might not be too terribly bad of an idea. I've got a uh, cold couch waiting for me, I'm sure. I'm sure you do. Oh, yes. And uh, with that, Gamer Nation, thanks for tuning in. And we wish you peace, love, and good gaming. Absolutely. Thank you to all the contributors for the show. All of those uh, that generously contributed to the ongoing maintenance of the podcast we certainly appreciate it and we'll leave you with a couple more listener bits and i'll say keep them dice rolling and now 
Stormtrooper Poetry. The Wampa likes to stomp and howl out in the ice of Hoth he'll prowl. He wasn't home inside his cave, so I went in feeling brave. Then he came home and I crapped all over myself really badly. Stormtrooper Poetry. Hey yo guys, this is my first bumper for the show with a lack of suck. I would never listen to the Order 66 podcast. Greetings, TDR Starfish. This is Darth Heinous, and I never listen to the Order 66 podcast. They make fun of my name. D20 Radio, where gamers roll www.d20radio.com This podcast and related websites are not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, 20th Century Fox, or Wizards of the Coast, and are intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at starwars.com. The official Wizards of the Coast site can be found at wizards.com. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, D20 logo, D20 system references, all named pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademark and or copyright of Lucasfilm Limited, Wizards of the Coast, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast and its related website, including graphical, textual, audio, and visual information, is the intellectual property of the Order 66 podcast. 